Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls, Ghouls Next, Next Door. Door. Ooh. Yeah, talk about the spooky stuff. Yeah. This is our Romance Gone Wrong section. This is our series for the month of love. Yes. As dubbed February. I don't <laughs> know why it's the month of love, but other than Valentine's Day, why they picked February, I'm sure there's reasons. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. So all month we're going to be talking about, well, specifically we're going to talk about sex. Yeah. And like, why are you doing that? Or yeah. do that a bunch. Or your penis is gone. We I just want to warn you about what this thing they call sex is. Today we're talking about dangerous sex. We are talking about why having sex is dangerous. At least when you're in a horror movie. Yeah, because usually you die. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Yeah, we. I mean, we already told you that if you have premarital sex, you will die in our episode on Friday the 13th. Yeah, that was so the last does Mean Girls. Mean Girls says it too. Yes, you will get an STD and you will die. Yeah. That's what society has told us. And who are we to say? <laughs> who are we to deny? But <laughs> that's not facts. Yeah. So this episode is here to remind you, don't have sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put those rings on and abstain. Yes, we are talking about dangerous and deadly genitalia and contraceptives. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, was it a time? Yeah, it's uh, it's scary out there, folks. So wear protection. Oh, wait, it'll bite your huge penis off. <laughs> Maybe just don't have sex. Don't do it. Sorry, buds. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to talk... Uh, I'm I'm sure you guys have all been wondering when are when are these ladies gonna tackle the film Teeth? We've already yeah. done Monstrous Women, of course we're gonna talk about Teeth, but we're also we threw uh, a nice little random one in there for you guys that you have never seen. I guarantee it. Yeah, I extra guarantee you've never seen it. And um, I don't know if we're recommending it. I, <laughs> yeah, we'll I see when we get down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So we watched Teeth and uh, Killer Condom, which is a foreign film from the 90s. And it, it was a time. It is a whole ride that gives you a very nice message at the end. But you have to really be you have to in wait. for the ride. Yeah. To get to it. And yeah. Yeah. I'll have a lot to say later on it. It's a whole situation yeah. that I can never unsee. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone sit down in your desk because class is in session. Sex ed with the Sex ghouls next door. Sex ed with the ghouls next door. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Here in Florida, we're not in Florida, but that's where I grew up. And <laughs> in Florida, we were taught, just don't. Don't have sex. And if you have sex, you'll get an STD and you'll die. And that's that's it. Uh, do not look at Florida's teenage pregnancy and STD rates, though, because that'll tell you that they're wrong. Well, yeah, because, <laughs> like, they're not abstaining. They're definitely doing it. They just don't have any information to understand the things that they're doing. No. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Florida has some of the highest STD rates, um, not just in teenagers, but also grown adults like old people who never got the talk correctly and don't know how to use condoms and only think that that's for um pregnancy so we have a lot of retirement communities that are just rampant 
We actually with like, syphilis. Yeah, you're just like, oh, well, I can't have kids, so why do I So I, I don't need this, but it's like, oh, did you know that, you know, there's also a... Uh, very bad sexually transmitted diseases that can bring you to your untimely death really quick. Yeah, and it's just like, I feel it. I get it. You don't got much time left. You want to just live. But you also don't want to have like syphilis when everything else already hurts. That's how I feel on that end. But um, I had a regular, actually... At, uh, what is it called? A not Sex Florida ed. school. Yeah, I went to a, like outside of Philly public school, um, and they essentially taught started teaching us sex ed in fifth grade. Uh, I don't remember any of it, but I remember the day that they told us we were going to learn about it. It was like a big deal because mm-hmm. they showed us one movie that told it to us for us, for the teachers, so that they didn't have to do it. We just watched this movie. That's good. Yeah. Um, And I'd say the majority of my sex education was taught through weird, low-budget films that the teachers would put on for us so that my old, gross, like... Or actually, no, not gross, just, like, old man, cute gym teacher didn't have to, like, teach us about penises. And vaginas. And vaginas. And I'm honestly kind of thankful about that because he was like this funny old man who would yell shower time, like all goofy when it was time to come in from gym. And I just feel like it would be really uncomfortable if he had to tell me how sex worked. I just feel like I'd be really upset if that man had to do that for me. So yeah, (laughs) I'm just really happy that that's not how it went down. Um, But we mostly didn't even just watch like what the reproductive organs were, but it was mostly like about toxic relationships and like how to know your inner abusive relationship, which is definitely positive for kids to learn. But they were always like lifetime style abusive relationships where it's like, I bought that tank top just for you to wear for me. And like, he's like yelling at her for wearing a tank top and it's definitely Mm -hmm. real, but it was like lifetime level. Was that the one with Topanga in the abusive relationship? Very likely. I honestly am not sure. Um, But yeah, it was mostly videos. I never received a talk from my mom. It was more so, hey, they taught you that in school, right? Yeah, we're good. Yep. And then we just never talked about it again, other than like, don't get pregnant. Yeah. Was the talk. Or if I did, it would be okay because we would handle it. And I was like, thanks, mom. I'm 15 and I don't know what that means, but cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well... My mom mimicked what my school was teaching me, which is abstinence till I die. Like, I had a promise ring. It was a South. You're not allowed. It was just don't do it. It wasn't what happens if or this is how you do it safely. It was just don't do it. Abstinence was crazy. They literally, they had this, there was like an entire week that was dedicated to scaring you with sex. Like, you were you were meant to leave terrified of it. They showed us awful pictures of chlamydia. And essentially just like instructed you that if you had sex one time, this was going to happen to you. They would like try, they try to like show us how fast STDs can work. And they did this like weird game and like how everyone would catch it. And then they try this one where they're like, everyone who's a virgin, go to the left side of the room. Everyone who's not a virgin, go to the right side of the room. And I remember my friend Olivia was really upset with that because she was like, what does that have to do with anything? That doesn't 
like define you. And so she was like a virgin at the time, but was going to defiantly like go to the non-virgin side. And I secretly, she did not know at the time, had lost my virginity fairly recently at that time. And so I was going to go to the virgin side because I didn't want anyone to know. Um, Because I literally like... This is personal for everyone to hear about Gabe, but I lost my virginity. And then the next day was like the abstinence till you die class where it was like, you could die because you had sex. And I was like, oh, this is what a panic attack is. Oh, fun. no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, so that's fun. That's what Florida does to you. A uh, number of things is dangerous in Florida, including their sex education. Yeah. I just waited till like all of the stuff it said was pretty much just like, oh, you're old now. You're fine. Like it wasn't, everyone wasn't new to it. So no one was like, oh God, you had sex. Like it was like, you didn't have sex yet. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I did though. Now I'm 18. What's up world? That's where I was at with it. So that's nice. Yeah. It was a good time. I was scared of it. I don't know. Like I read all the things and watched the videos, but I still had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is a penis? I don't know. I don't even know what my own thing looks like. I don't want to. Yeah. I feel like it probably does have teeth and it's evil and I don't want it to be here. <laughs> and that's <laughs> how I felt until I realized it wasn't that bad. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, listener, we'd love to hear about what you were taught. Cause I think it'd be interesting to know how many people were taught abstinence versus safe sex because like one of my college essays was writing about how safe sex is, should be taught in schools and not abstinence. Did you do this whole report about it? But yeah, write us in, tell us about it, because we want to know how everyone's learning. North, south, east, west, what's happening? I would like. I am optimistic that it's a little better, but I doubt it is. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if anything, I feel like we have a shift somewhat backwards. Yeah. So I worry about our kids. So parents, you know, you just got to really have that awkward talk and don't think that school's going to do everything for you. Yep. It's not their job entirely. It's yours as a parent because the school doesn't get to be like, oh, that's my kid in 20 years. You do. Yeah. That is your child. So teach your kids about sex if you don't want them to get pregnant or like STDs at a young age. Yeah. Because they don't have any knowledge of it. I would love to say that this episode is going to be good to show your kids like, oh, safe sex, but it's not going to help. It's not. This, don't. Is, this is definitely a an abstinence win episode by accident because yeah. it's really scary. And we're going to tell you all about it after this. Abstinence till I die. Today we're talking about vagina dentata. What a wonderful phrase. Vagina dentata ain't no passing craze. It It means means no penis for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free penectomy. Vagina dentata. Yeah. I bet you guys are like, what the heck is a vagina dentata? Well, listen up. This is what it is. The vagina dentata is essentially the mouth of hell, a terrifying symbol of a woman uh, as a devil's gateway. The vagina dentata also points to 
to the duplicitous nature of women who promises paradise in order to ensnare her victims. And you're like, what is all that? And I say, that's Barbara Creed. Remember we talked about the monstrous women in our episode, the first episode of this year? Remember that, guys? Yeah, I do remember. I uh, talked about Barbara Creed and she was great. So uh, she had a lot to say and she educated me. So uh, essentially, vagina dentata is a myth that has existed in many cultures uh, all over the world and for thousands of years. The term vagina dentata is Latin for tooth vagina. Uh, This myth suggests that a woman can castrate a man using her tooth vagina as a weapon. That you guys are like, oh, the movie. I, I get it. Yeah, she whoa, says it. This is it. Um, it is suggested that the idea of the tooth of vagina is to deter men from having sex with strange women and to discourage men engaging in the act of rape, uh, which is the important part there as well. Uh, in the eyes of religion, such as Christianity, it has been used as a deterrent for people to engage uh, in sex before marriage. So used as an abstinence only thing. Like all vaginas have teeth in them. So like, don't go there. They go away when you get married. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, if you're married, uh, then it's one consensual and it's great in the eyes of God. And so you are, you are this hero. You have relieved this woman of the curse of the toothed vagina. Uh, The original idea was actually warped. Like, so what we see in horror movies and in like history, there's been this like toothed vagina or Gorgon kind of woman. Uh Uh, So like Medusa is kind of a representation of that is like you, it just, you turn to stone instead of your penis uh, penis being castrated. Um, So this was actually, um, people think that, Freud, Sigmund Freud, had actually um, kind of started this idea, but it's actually his his idea has been warped. So he originally theorized that a boy was fearful of his mother because he believed that she had the power to castrate him. Um, Which, I mean, any adult human does, but shouldn't. Yeah, don't be afraid of your mother that way. Um, But Freud's theory is different from this myth because he suggests that the fear of a mother came from the view that she herself had been castrated. So, like, she has a vagina, which is not a penis. So the fear would be that uh, she, everyone has a penis and she doesn't, so something happened to it and that's scary, so it could happen to you. So penis envy. Yes, I, it's Freud. Yeah. Everything no, had yeah, to do with penises or I'm having sex with your you. mom. Yep. Uh, so he said that uh, probably no male human being is spared the terrifying shock of threatened cast uh, castration at the sight of a female's genitals. So in uh, his... Essentially, it's have you ever seen that old comic where there's like two kids in like a pool or something where it's like, I'll show you yours, you show me mine kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so like they do that. And then the little girl would be like, can I touch it? And then the little boy answers like, no way, you already broke yours off. <laughs> or like you already lost yours because it's like, yeah, this that's is the understanding. Weird. Yeah, it looks different. So they're like, what is that? Yeah, there's literally a quote that's just like that in the Rugrats with Phil and Lil, where he's like, where is yours? Like, when they all get naked. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, Lil, what the hell? <laughs> like, what happened to yours? So it's this idea that everyone starts with a penis and then it's gone. Yeah. So women essentially represent the castration just by existing. 
just by the fun. fact that they don't have a penis. Um, so when women are presented to an audience to be seemingly powerful and a threat to any males uh, in the story, her power is usually somehow related to her sexuality, right? We've yeah. seen that. Uh, Barbara Creed talked about it, and we talked about it in Monstrous Women. Like, generally, their power and comeuppance and revenge is spurred by a sexu- sexual awakening. Yeah, puberty, having sex for the first time. Uh, yeah, just yeah. like kind of taking control of the thing that's perceived as their innocence or weakness. Yeah. And so Barbara... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Barbara Creed has talked about, like, whenever a woman is presented as villainous um, or able to overpower men, she says, I will argue that when a woman woman is represented as monstrous, it is almost always in the relation to her mothering and reproductive functions. These faces are the archaic mother, the monstrous womb, the witch, the vampire, and the possessed woman. Yeah. Which we talked about. Uh, the I wouldn't say this is monstrous womb, but there's also vagina dentata that she talks about. Yeah. Um, within, the, within film, um, whenever a woman is empowered by sex, she is usually the femme fatale or the villain. And her whole aim is to seduce and then castrate male victims. Uh, in order to destroy, to to display her true power, uh, f- and then for a male to overcome her and her power, and to ultimately become the hero, he has to have sex with her by removing these te- teeth, but like in a good way, like good sex. Yeah, which um, I will say does not take place in the teeth. Nope. So um, there's actually a lot of arguments against the whole femme fatale for her. Yeah. Because she isn't using it to assert her power she's using it to like basically be like hey men that are terrible in my life stop sexually assaulting me and raping me your penises are gone like she is still (laughs) yeah in the role where i mean there are people who have argued that it isn't femme fatale not saying that it isn't i don't know i'm not an expert on such things but that's there's arguments against it being a feminist film versus it is or it isn't yeah and we're going to talk about that in our film section and for usually with with vagina dentata and in like mythology um yeah they're like this big monster and they have to be slayed via sexual intercourse where the man has the power and the woman does not. Cause if she has the power, he comes away castrated. Um, so in order to keep his manhood and disable the woman, they engage in sex. And so this idea of the new age idea of vag- vagina dentata, where it is flawed is this idea that, um, by using that to dissuade men, to have sex like to to rape essentially so yeah uh don't rape or you could lose your member is completely backwards yeah it's the opposite there it's telling you to rape to get rid of the teeth yeah in the mythology if my understanding is correct which is very messed up yeah or like you have to take advantage of Yeah. yeah yeah and like it's backwards in that men are not gonna if a, a man is deemed to be inclined to rape then uh telling them that their penis is going to get cut off is not the way to fix that it's to raise boys to not have the urge to rape yeah just be like (laughs) consent is a thing would you want someone to do that to you no Mm -hmm. do unto others that you want done to yourself that's like one of the baseline lessons that we teach our children and should definitely just be continuously given to both genders so it's not 
don't go crazy because he might kill you. Yeah. Nah. It's, hey, guys, it's okay to have emotions. Yeah. It's also good to see if someone wants to have sex with you before forcing sex upon them. Yep. Yeah. We are not only here for sex. We have brains. It's crazy. Yeah. I, so That's I, just it. <laughs> yeah. I think operating in this way that you are afraid that a vagina might, you know, castrate you should not be the main deterrent from raping. It should be, that's a person and sex should be consensual. That should be the main deterrent from raping someone. 100%. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's crazy. Oh, I feel like us. we just made a breakthrough. Yes. Uh, news headlines will display this tomorrow as the day that everyone understood <laughs> that that was Rape a culture. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, essentially, I think vagina dentata as a whole and in the way that like Kat's going to talk about how in modern day we are kind of replicating as a certain vagina dentata is that it is it sadly has to happen. So in some places there is a great need uh, for this kind of fear of castration, but it really is sadly backwards and also honestly like negative towards feminism and equality as a whole. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as Gabe said, I was going to talk about basically the cultural around rape prevention and it being in like the woman's hands. So in line with that, it's not always the fear that your penis will be cut off, but essentially that there will be consequences for this action that mm -hmm. the person you are affecting is a person who can tell other people, but that like, it's also something that can be taken seriously and candled quickly. Mm -hmm. So there is psychology today listed the 10 best tech devices to prevent rape. Mm. Um, and every time I typed into Google rape prevention, the first thing that came up was this thing called Athena. Um, and it's a black silicone pendant, the size of a half dollar that can be pinned to a purse or clothing. Um, even worn as a necklace with a recessed button at the center you have the device to prevent accidental alerts because you're not trying to be like, oh, rape's happening all the time. Yeah. Um, by accident, you don't want that to happen because then it would lose the effect of the device. Mm -hmm. um, but you hold it down for three seconds and it will trigger an alarm mm. that's very loud and deters people from sticking around because you're like, an alarm is going off. That is bad. It's similar yeah. to if someone breaks into your house and you have an alarm system, it makes loud noises. They're likely not to stay. Yeah. Um, if your body's making shame, loud noises. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that your vagina has to be the same as a house in our world. Um, mm -hmm. But it does. Don't break in here. Yeah. You would think. I don't know. <laughs> so you hold it down for three seconds and a loud alarm goes off and immediately it notifies people in your like friends or family that you like assign, mm -hmm. um, of your current location. Um, and if you press it three times in quick succession, you can send a silent alert basically being like, Hey, I don't feel safe. Yeah. Someone call me or like call the police. Yeah. There's also um, like a, an app that did that. Like when you were walking home. Yep. I think it's called watch over me. Yeah. Something that, like, and then there's like, on, I think, iPhones, if you push some button rapidly, it sends, like, an alert to certain people that you can assign. I'm pretty sure, yeah. If you, it's a, There's an app that you can get on your phone that it's you hit the power button and the like down like home button, button or, or down button. And I'll have to look it. Everyone look it up because yeah. it's very easy to find. Yeah. Um, and you hit it three times and it sends an alert. As and Gabe a picture, said. I think, and location. 
Yeah, um, so it's definitely very useful if you're feeling unsafe while walking anywhere. I know um, when I went to college, the campus had an app where when you felt unsafe, you would basically walk home as you, like, you were describing something very similar, where you have your finger over a button, mm -hmm. and if you remove your finger from the button, it immediately contacts uh, school police with your location, so someone will come check on you. Yeah. Um, and it was actually our friend, Mike, who uh, told us about angel shots, wasn't it? Yes. Um, so essentially, if you're at a bar and you're feeling unsafe with your date or just having a really bad time or you're just like kind of feeling like something's wrong, mm -hmm. um, you ask the bartender for an angel shot and they'll it's like call you an Uber or just like get you an excuse to like come in the back like you received a yeah. phone call. Yeah, there's uh, and like get you away from the person you feel unsafe around. Yeah, there's like a flyer, and it would be essentially in a female's bath in the female bathroom, if that's the kind of bar that you're in. Uh, that if you ask for an angel shot, uh, the co there's color. So if you're like, I want a blue angel shot or a red angel shot, whatever it is, yeah, um, that corresponds to an action that the bartender would take. So that uh -huh. might mean like, oh, hey, you have a phone call, come to the back, or it could be uh, there's an Uber outside for you. You can leave. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff around that that exists in the world that is great for you know protecting people but also it would just be cool if they weren't needed yes yeah <laughs> that's how i yes, feel that would be um, ideal and i remember vividly late night tv sitting and watching like adult swim or something and i know it wasn't a joke commercial i know it wasn't because it was like very it seemed very serious i don't know if it was adult swim but it was about like shorts that you could not pull down or like mm -hmm. underwear that does not come off unless yeah. you like allow it to which is just also a whole other wild thing where it's like you need that to pre prevent someone from attacking you and removing your clothing that, yeah. like, as a woman, that's something you have to think yeah, about Yeah, I've definitely all the time. seen those shorts. Like, they're, yeah, there's, like, a, or the underwear that's a certain way uh, to do it. Yeah, that just makes it really hard to, like, come off of your body. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess it's, there are ways to help prevent things on a, fe as a female perspective. Yeah. But I agree that we should 100% be doing it on both ends, where it's not how to not get raped. It's just, hey, like, let's not rape people because they're people. Yeah. People exist that aren't you who live, breathe, and feel yep. and don't wish to be forced to do things that are not within their wants. Yeah. Freedom is a thing that we want and should have as humans, and we are people. Yeah. And I just feel very strongly that I shouldn't have to get shorts that don't come off without... Like, like a special thing. Special thing time happening. Or I just shouldn't have to, like, worry about every single person that's walking behind me. Yeah. I know just, like, I feel like any woman can relate to, like, that walking home late at night and, like, feeling like someone's behind you. Yeah. And just, like, having this, like, oh, my God, is this the moment? Yeah. Like, you are always in danger. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's, like, so in, in kind of the same vein of... Uh, rape deterrence there's like a literal vagina dentata that had been created um mm -hmm. so i remember hearing about that yeah according to to cnn there's a south african doctor um sonnet ellers uh who created um essentially a toothed vagina uh thing that you can put in there to dissuade rape um there was a 
her story is um, that someone had come in who was uh, a devastated rape victim, uh, and she had looked at the doctor and essentially said, if only I had teeth down there. Um, and so she was like, okay, I, you know, I from that day on had promised that she would do something about it. Uh, so she has this female condom that is given out. So it's just like inserted in there and it has, it has jagged rows of teeth like hooks in its inside and attaches on a man's penis during penetration. So like going it, cause it's hooks. It's like going in and then it's like, y'all, y'all stuck. Uh, and now everyone knows. Um, once it's, Oh, that's like the combination of the two films. Yeah. So essentially when it's in there, uh, only a doctor can remove it. So not only, uh, are they, you know, suffering for this, but now they are caught as well. So, uh, it is, it is like (laughs) essentially the same thing uh, as these two films kind of morphed together. Um, yeah. Uh, when it's on, uh, they won't be, they'll, it'll hurt them. They can't pee. Uh, they can't walk. Um, if they try to remove it, it will clasp even tighter. Um, but it doesn't break the skin and there's no danger of fluid exposure. Oh, wow. So it doesn't actually. So it won't risk that she might catch something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it also won't actually chop it off. It just yeah. gets it real stuck on there. Yeah, it gets it stuck. And, and essentially, like, if you go to the doctor and you have that, that doctor is going to know that yeah. you have engaged uh, in this activity and should be arrested. Um, but otherwise, you're in pain. So yeah. <laughs> just like your victim. Uh, so she's ho- she was hoping, um, and I think it is, uh, that they'll be about $2 a piece. Um, and it's kind of just still being kind of tested, but especially in Africa where, where rape is very predominant, um, and dangerous in some communities. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I know people who've come exact, like from like West Africa and have talked about it and there is a drastic need. Um, but even here in America, we, like you said, we live in this rape culture and unfortunately, instead of telling men not to rape, we're telling women to dress a certain way. Yeah. We're, we're having to co- have women become combat, <laughs> like, enforced. Learn um, self-defense. Alarms, self-defense, shorts that don't come off. You have to learn code phrases in bars because, God forbid, you want to get a drink with someone uh, and not have sex with them. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. I mean, it's just really wild. I don't... <laughs> There's no, like, nice conversation to have about it. I guess the biggest thing is just allowing people to be uncomfortable and just being like, you know what, I don't really care. Yeah. I care about not feeling unsafe. So here we are. We're going to talk about this. Yeah. Don't rape people. Simple. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Anger. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's like the one thing I get really passionate and angry about, because I think it's just, like, necessary to. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, we're, we have fun at this podcast. We do. Um, but we're exploring horror films, and it would be, it would be, you know, unjust to talk about the film Teeth and not also talk about rape culture and yeah. where it stems from. So this is the reality, because this is actually what... This is a horror movie that women have to live every day. So you guys can sit down and listen to it um, and learn why. And also learn about ways to deter it. Because unfortunately, That's one we of don't have teeth options. in our vaginas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that disappear when you actually want, like, consensual sex. Yeah, you control it. It's you. Yeah. God, that would be great. Yeah. I definitely, um, middle school me, 
was slightly worried, like, because this movie came out before I had yeah had anything happening yeah down there, um, and I was mildly concerned that that was a thing that you would look down there and there would be teeth. No, that if like I ever did anything down there, teeth would be there and. I would lose appendages or like whoever was near me would or like was actually like, oh, hey, you're cool. Yeah. Let's maybe do that. Um, would have that situation. I just like imagined it being a very more traumatizing thing than it actually was because, you know, I was young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too young for sex. <laughs> too young for at. this film. <laughs> yeah. Too young for this film. Too young for sex. That's where I was. And I thought it was real. So. Yeah. Well, vagina dentata. Yeah. In some ways, it is real. As we stated, we have watched two films. Sure did. So we have uh, a dangerous genitalia. Uh-huh. And we have dangerous contraceptives because there's no, there's nothing safe. You just, just don't have sex because all of it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, so you will <laughs> lose your genitals. Yeah. One they're way or the other. They're just gone. Either your genitals are forever changed uh, or they're gone and you've died. Or... You've never had a penis, and you are upset about that and want to castrate people. Yeah. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, Freud, I don't understand. Stupid Freud. It's just inverted. Yeah, we what all are have you penises. Doing? Yeah. What do you Everyone's want? Everyone's got penises. <laughs> We're all penises at the end of the day. Uh, so we watched Teeth, and uh, this came out in 2007. And if you are unfamiliar, uh, still a stranger to her own body, a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she becomes the object of male violence. Uh, first off, let's talk about this synopsis. Um, yeah, it's not an advantage to accidentally castrate somebody while being raped. Yeah. That was an unbelievably horrific and traumatizing, traumatizing event. That was not an advantage. Like, it was... She's still traumatized from the event. If anything, she's just more traumatized. Yeah. She was already raped at that point. Yep. And now that guy's dead. Spoilers. Yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. He's dead. And then she had to, like, this guy she really liked is dead now. Yeah. And his penis is gone. And she yeah. sees crabs touching it and shit. Like, yeah. Oof. It's just, yeah, it definitely is for someone who... <laughs> Male perspective. <laughs> so essentially it's this young girl who is... You know, she has a promise ring. She's very, um, she believes very strongly in abstinence. She lives in this little, very quaint home right next to a nuclear power plant, which is yep. important because it's probably why she is mutated. Uh, when you open on the film, uh, there's this eerie kind of happy music that felt very Timber in uh-huh. uh, Edward Scissorhands. And like, I was just expecting every house to be this, like, crazy colors or something like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, and it starts with two, two kids in a pool and he is, he, the little boy touches her. So we're kind of like given that comic in a way. Yeah. Um, except this kid is malicious and that he's taking advantage of this little girl and he's the worst throughout the whole film. Um, <laughs> it's also important that there's a, an, uh, a notice for the film in that no man was harmed in the making of it. Yes. It's important to know. Yeah. Um, no penises were actually removed. Um, even the dog mm. was treated kindly uh, because there is a scene later on 
in the film, spoilers, um, where the brother's penis is cut off by Dawn, the main character, Mm -hmm. and the dog eats it. And they made it so that the piercing was made of sugar so that it would not harm the dog when yeah, he ate it. good baby. Yeah, and, you know, Dawn, who is now the dawn of new female, she's a new monstrous femme, uh, is, yeah, she's super sweet, and she had this whole plan, and she falls in love with this boy who she believes gets her, and they have feelings. And I always thought it was, I thought it was kind of weird because she has friends who are a couple, yeah. So it's not like it's impossible to be a couple and still have promise rings because she is seeing that. But yeah. for some reason, it's like it's just forbidden to even kiss him. And he immediately just like goes for her breasts and just is like. And then I think so when the rape happens, essentially, there's the first rape scene. There's many. Yeah. <laughs> in the there's, film. There's, there's a more lot. than one, yeah, which is one too many. Yes. Uh, it's it's all too many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, So um, she falls in love with this boy. They go, they have this kind of romantic thing where they're, like, making out and he's pushing her forward. But when she, like, pushes him away, his retort is that he hasn't even masturbated. And it's like, that's not her fault. And that doesn't mean she owes you anything. Because you, like, that's our, like, that's how messed up they already are. So there's, like, and it, (laughs) I don't know. I felt like... Even though she is the protagonist and, like, as a woman, you're watching it and you're like, okay, she's, like, kind of fighting back. I felt very strongly that this was not in any way a feminist film and that it was that the men were even as gross as they were portrayed were always kind of, like, victimized. Yeah, and they were not victims this woman was get definitely a victim the entire way through. Yeah. Like, even when she's, like, kind of taking charge, mm-hmm. it still feels like, oh, God, this poor girl has this problem with her vagina. And, like, the first three people she killed were accidents. Mm-hmm. She did one on purpose, and that's because yeah. he molested her and, and as a resulted chicken. in her mother dying, essentially. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I would kill him, too, probably. I don't know. I've never murdered a person, but if it was killing my mom or letting my mom die and molesting me, I feel like I'd be on par and ready to go to, like, murder that person. I think the castration (laughs) of the first boy... She didn't even murder him. She just castrated him. I'm sorry. It's still, He died because he didn't take it and, like, whatever. The problem with it for me was that we didn't get a chance to really make him the villain. Because he immediately became a victim, and then he, like, falls away, and then he's gone, and he has died. And now she's forever unchanged, right? But it's like, we never really got a chance to be like, he he never got to walk around and have to deal with the fact that he's a rapist. Yeah. He never had to do that. She had to deal with the fact that she had hurt him instead of dealing with the fact that he had hurt her. Yeah. Immediately, we have already messed it up. <laughs> like, well, yeah. this, the, this can't be a feminist film. Yeah. And there's actually um, a woman who writes about that. Alexandra Heller Nicholas uh, devoted an entire chapter of her book, uh, Rape Revenge Films, a critical study, and basically agrees with us that this is not a feminist film. Uh, and it says, just because you're making a movie about a monstrous, monstrous feminine doesn't mean you get a free pass into the feminine horror film canon. Teeth is a great concept for a film, but the final product feels less concerned about women and their bodies than it does about what women's bodies can do to men. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's not, in no way does she feel like she's owning it. And it's kind of the same way with like 
things like Jennifer's body, when you become a monstrous femme, like femme, and your sex is what is destroying men, you're becoming the villain. And that's a problem because <laughs> that shouldn't be what is happening when you have sex. That shouldn't be what empowers you is that you destroy men and make them victims. No one should be victims. We should all be equal and have sex and it's fun. Yeah. And it's just continuing, continuing that idea that men don't have control, that sex is this thing where they cannot control themselves yep. and therefore become vulnerable in that state. It's yeah. like, no, you definitely have control over yourself. It's not the woman's fault. Yeah. It's you, you are a person. Be a person. Just exist. Yeah. It's not anyone else's fault that you're the way that you are. Yeah. It's definitely that boys will be boys, men will be men. Like rape is inevitable. Therefore, we have to have teeth in our vagina. Like we have to physically adapt. Like our bodies have been so threatened for years that it has evolved to the point where now we are the monstrous femme. <laughs> that's absurd that's insane and this director so um apparently he had apologized for the second rape scene uh which in which uh the boy drugs this other boy drugs dawn and then proceeds to use a vibrator on her and then like they engage in sex but she is drugged yeah and it's like supposed to seem consensual but it's not because she was drugged she was basically the equivalent of being roofied like drugged and then made naked and like assaulted sexually and then she just wakes up and is like all right i guess i'm cool with this now that it's already happening without my control and like isn't in the right state of mind because she's on drugs and i would argue that honestly this is the third rape scene because right before that she goes to the gynecologist to get a checkup and that doctor proceeds to violate her he's like in there when he takes off his glove And then he's just in there. I don't know what he's doing in there, but his whole hand is in there. This is her first time. Everyone knows that first time. If you are a woman and you go to the gynecologist for the first time and you've got to get a pap smear, it is the most traumatizing thing for the first time because it's like everything's new. Everything's weird. Nothing should be down there like that. What are you doing? Everything's cold. And then you have this man down there who's like and she doesn't know. As soon as she says this is her first time, you see him change. Yeah, because he's like, oh, well, she don't, she won't know this She doesn't okay. know the difference. Yeah, because he's like, you're going to feel a pinch or whatever, and you just have to, like, grit your teeth and go through it. And she's like, I can't. This is horrible. And then, of course, she feels there. And so then her teeth chomp down onto his fingers. So she was already molested and violated. Runs to this boy's house because no one understands, and he's supposed to be a friend, and he drugs her. She told him that he she murdered two people, and he drugs her yeah it was just <laughs> this movie was the whole time that was just absolutely like insane but like all the men are just the worst and it's mind-blowing the fact that there are two definite rape scenes one at least sexual assault scenes but arguably maybe even three rape scenes is just like way too many rape scenes for a movie mm-hmm. It's usually there shouldn't be any rape scenes for a movie. Yeah. Um, but or life, anything. Or just like ever. But the fact that there are three, yeah. and then one is honestly argued to not be, like in its form, you're supposed to be okay with it. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a triumph because she's allowed she has sex and it's like a character turn because she realizes that she can control it at this point. Yeah. But this is like way late in the movie movie. And also, so the idea of vagina dentata is that 
it is used as a weapon against men and the female tries to trick the male into having sex with him uh and then this gives her the opportunity to have to castrate him right so it's like at the end she does use this but throughout most of the film we see the opposite she and in the majority of the film is not a femme fatale at all she is just very much a victim and it just happenstance and it's like she was this like beautiful abstinence flower right who believed in like what her vagina looked like yeah like ever touched it Mm -hmm. she has no idea yes she wouldn't touch her own like in the school they have sex ed and they show the books and they show the penis and then they flip the page and all the vaginas have this big sticker on it so you can't see and it's by the board and so she actually doesn't has an argument in class that the reason why they probably did this is because women are you know told to be modest and they're not supposed to show those things. And everyone yeah. laughs at her. But yeah, that's exactly, I'm sure, what the school board is thinking. Like, yeah, we can show the penis. Everyone can see that. Boys will be boys. They probably just whipping them out everywhere anyway. And women you, need to be ready to see a penis. Yeah. Because like. Danger. Danger. Yeah. Or like, honestly, like your job, your only point in existence is to see this penis and take care of it. Lots of problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You also need to know what, like, they should know. It's basically saying women's happiness ever does not matter. That's what I take it as. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like you have to hide this because it's not to be seen until she's already married. And it's like, it's too late. Like, you just have it. And that's it. It's just meant to push out babies. You're like, it doesn't need to be taken care of or, like, pleased in any way. Just Mm -hmm. babies. Yeah. And honestly... Had she been able to do her, um, her abstinence and wait till she was married, like have her like chastity belt, essentially, she would have, when she got married, would have had consensual sex and probably would have never known that she had teeth. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And so it literally are these like rapes that have to force her to become the monster. That's absurd. It's just very, and I mean, you see this kind of a lot, honestly, in monstrous women where a rape scene or like an assault is what makes them into who they become. Like you saw that in American Mary, where it was like, she was doing stuff, but like, she wasn't trying to murder people until that happened. Yeah. Until she was raped. Jennifer's body. Yeah. That was the literal representation of someone changing after rape. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, you should be able to murder without being raped. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't. You shouldn't murder anyway, but like you got my idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be your driving factor, because uh, no one should be doing rape, and no one should be driven to murder because of rape. Uh, but yeah, that's teeth. Um, to to lighten the mood just a little bit, we're gonna switch gears over to killer condom. Yeah. So this was from 1996. And you guys were probably like, okay, you guys keep talking about vagina dentata. You talked about spiky condoms. So what, what is killer condom? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so the plot takes place in New York and in the present, right? This is what's important. It's yeah. supposed to be the present. It's definitely like future worldly, very yeah. Blade Runnery. Um, it starts in a hotel called Quickie. I wonder what happens there. Oh, uh, tell me. Where a professor is blackmailing a student of his into having sex with him. Yes. He's saying, like, uh, do, like, I'll put up your grade. I've always wanted to touch you, whatever. And she's very clearly distressed. This is how it starts, 
right? Um, but when the professor puts on a condom, the carnivorous condom bites off his penis and disappears. Yeah. Yeah. However, luckily, Detective Macaroni is on the case. So Detective Macaroni is a gay man who yes. frequents this hotel to engage with other gay people. Yes. Um, it is, it's straight, like, it's both a, like, a secret and not a secret for him. Uh, so he has a lot of back and forths with an old police officer who is now, um, like, a drag queen. Mm-hmm. So formerly Bob, now Bobette, who is in love with him. And it's like clearly knows him well uh, and has talked to him. He takes this pretty young boy up and they're going to engage in sex. Um, and the young boy is like, I have my own condom. You don't have to use the condoms that aren't even in packages that are just, just here so in gross. the bedside table. Um, <laughs> let's use that. And then they clearly realize like immediately that something's weird. And uh, oh, also Detective Macaroni, <laughs> Luigi Macaroni, who is Italian. Yes. Just so everyone knows. Uh, has a giant penis. Yeah, it's this is mentioned important. a million times. How big his penis is. I think they actually say how many centimeters it is. It was like... He said it was like in the 20s. 30, was like, I thought it was like 32. It was absurd. It was 32 or 22 <laughs> centimeters. It's, it's a crazy. bunch of centimeters for a penis to be. And you're just like, oh my God, that would hurt somebody. Yeah. But so excited. My thing was with Billy. So this is the the young man that he's engaging with who is um, a sex worker. He isn't exactly like excited that it's his penis is so large. He's more excited that he's a cop. He thinks that's cool. Yeah. That was his favorite part, which I thought was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, but uh, the condom is loose and doesn't get his giant penis, although it's like a huge target. Uh, instead, it, <laughs> it bites off one of his balls. Yeah. And so he's like, there's a di- murderous condom running around in this hotel and no one believes him. Because I don't think anyone would. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, honestly. Um, yeah. I think what really got me about like the first scene is the student, when she's being interrogated, because everyone's just assuming that she castrated him because yeah. of like, what happened. And she's like, is sex always like that? Yeah. And I was just like, huh? Yeah, because she's heart. a little baby. She has no idea. Yeah. And yeah. Killer condom, man. There was a time. The fact that this takes place in the Quickie Hotel. So this is where either um, sex is happening non-traditionally. So not in like a husband and wife situation. So we're having people who um, are having having affairs. We have people who are old men taking advantage of young women. And then we also have like homosexual and gay affairs as well. um, Because they can't just have a home to go have sex in so it's here the fact that the condom starts here is very important because it was targeted um because our villain spoiler is just this religious fanatic who thinks that she needs to punish people um by do for like essentially do god's work um and punish these people who are being bad by engaging in sex that isn't what she thinks sex should be yeah and it's like religious fanaticism and like for some reason, the Russians cut off the president's penis with the killer condoms. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Because he was correct, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just really wild. Uh, yeah. So it's very long. Mm-hmm. You think it's over. And then there's just a whole other movie. Yeah. Because we, ha- like, essentially, the part that we thought it was over was because Detective Luigi Macaroni finally decides 
love is right. He talks about how he craves warmth, but that's not for him. He's a rugged cop who doesn't know how to care. Uh, but Billy just somehow gets him this, you know, beautiful young boy gets him. So they, you know, are now dating and they have this really crazy sex scene in an elevator that takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. Then the elevator breaks and because they kill the sex. killer condom. They kill the one. They think that there's only one. And they kill it. And he thinks life is great and it's over and la-da-da. And I also think life is great and it's over, la-da-da. It's been an hour and a half. I think the movie's over. So then it just keeps going. Yep. Because, and then there's surprise, more. there's condoms everywhere. It's like flubber. It's, a, it's an experiment and it's just bouncing all over the place and it's jumping on people. It's, it got on this one lady's nose uh, who's a foreigner and she somehow solves the case. We were in and out watching this film. Because uh, it's in a different language and you can't multitask if you don't know the language. Yes. So, I mean, it was definitely an interesting time. I... I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend it to anybody. It was weird. Yeah. And also it was just like, I felt it was portraying itself as a modern film. It's from 1996. So its idea of what the present is, is very different than yeah. what the present is now. I think that's important. <laughs> we are shown that it's not just gay men, right? We yeah. see the president or the potential president. I think he's running for office. Yeah. Um, and other people when it gets kind of released to the rest of the public that it's anyone anyone can get attacked but at the beginning the cops aren't doing anything because it's just homosexual men who are being attacked yeah. and they're not important they did it to themselves what are they doing in quickie hotel right i don't know exactly what they're they're trying to get across um with that i mean they have this really big reveal at the end they have like a big he, he has like a 10 minutes long speech yeah and it's like the best part of the whole film honestly um he has like a whole lovely little speech where he's like one there aren't any condoms in heaven dr riffleson nor any that bite yeah and it's like yeah no that's right it's not your job <laughs> to do god's work like yeah. if he's gonna judge us he'll do that when we're dead yeah or they'll do that when they're we're dead yeah it's Whoever not does. your job to do that it's definitely like job two hours to get to like this big moment but that's essentially real it's just like you know like he who he without love's sin love, cast the first stone essentially yeah love is love um who are you to judge uh don't you know hurt us for that yeah and it's like loving. you don't know god could be totally for it like it's not your job stop making yeah. killer condoms yes stop stop doing that because right, you're wrong stop. like you're doing all the sins. You're killing everybody and you're removing their things. Yeah. And there was this whole long dialogue about the fact that he has a very large penis <laughs> yeah. and how like they he should be using that to impregnate, impregnate, impregnate women. women. And the fact that he's not is why like it should be yeah. eaten off like crazy. God didn't enough. intend it and they had to get him a magnum killer condom. Yeah. They had to like grow a special one just for him. Giant dog. We talked about killer condom when we talked about the one that was made by the South African doctor. But that's different. Because that one, that's not killer. Two, it does not have a mind of its own and make weird little, like, skittery animal noises and just, like, pop around. <laughs> and it's just like... It and, like, so attaches weird. to your penis and bites it. That's it not so what weird. the rape preventative does. It's not... There's no rape preventative <laughs> message at all. It's literally just like, oh, you're trying to actually, like, consensually have sex. 
Yeah. We're going to eat your penis off. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's also this idea that, like, the fact that the, the film opens up with that situation with the... Um, the professor taking advantage of the student and then followed by the gay couple leads me to believe that they're trying to equate those two. Yeah. Which is incorrect. Yeah. 100%. Those are not Love correct. is love. Let love be. Yeah. And no rape. The professor was raping. The gay couple, they were having sex. Those yeah. are two different it's things. Consensual times. So. It's a whole time. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was definitely a whole time. Uh, this film, uh, yeah, I no one needs to watch it, but... I mean, if you're into some weird stuff, I mean, I think it would be kind of funny to watch with a bunch of people. It's but funny. it's very hard to like really focus on it because mm-hmm. it is in a different language. Um, and it's like really, it doesn't take itself seriously, which I don't, I think it's totally the right move. Considering yeah, I'm happy it didn't take itself too seriously because I feel like you'd be like, what yeah. is this? It's just, I literally caught him with teeth on it and like just hops around and like, it looks like a slug. And like, it got real gross. For a minute. Like, I was trying to eat food, and I was like, why? Yeah. And I'd say both films, like, showed the severed penises. Yeah, that's but, true. Like, just real out there. They but did, didn't show yeah. the vagina teeth. There's a big sticker over that, so. Yeah, we weren't allowed. We did see a diagram of a regular vagina at one point when she pulls it off. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very, no vagina, plenty of tits, plenty of penises, plenty of... Just like disembodied, disembodied penises. Disembodied penises. I feel like if you have a penis, it should be on your body and you shouldn't be raping people. And that's just kind of where I'm at with life. If you like it, it's angel shots. Yes. You remember, those are the shots you can ask for in the bar. If the bartender knows what that is, there should be a notice. Uh, if you like it. If you don't like it, it's there are no killer condoms in heaven. There's not. There's no condoms in heaven. Especially no killer condoms. Yeah, because there's no sexually transmitted diseases. You can just be like, oh, life is great. Happy times. Yeah. Consent. Yeah. No one's raping anyone in heaven. We're yeah. in the good place. <laughs> right now? I don't know. No. I mean, that's what happens when you're up there. You're in the yeah, good yeah, place. Yeah. Cool, if cool. rape happens, you're in the bad place. And you you messed up. For the topic of vagina dentata and uh, the other various rape preventatives, I'm going to um, say there are no killer condoms in heaven. Yeah, I'm with you. Because it's wrong. It's all wrong. All yeah. of it's wrong. None of it's empowering. None of it's a good story. Freud, you were incredibly wrong. Not everyone wants to have sex with their mom. It, you should. Someone should be talking to you. Someone should have sat him down and been like, you can't just say that everyone has this to make sense of your own issues. <laughs> you can't be like... Oh, it's totally so many normal. People were like that about I'm weird. it though. Is what's crazy? Yeah, no, he's so messed up. He yeah. everything was a penis, and he didn't get it, and he just wanted an excuse for his own behavior. And essentially, the vagina dentata is making an excuse for all of the raping men's behavior. I did not enjoy. I mean, I like learning about it, but yeah. It- it wasn't a good time. Yeah, just, yeah, I think it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and hearing, like, its origin and also reading about Freud and stuff, I was like, that's all very interesting stance that I never would have gathered from, one, watching that movie, but also just from, like, life. No one, I'm just, I can't say that I've ever thought about tooth vaginas. 
now it's here forever in my brain. Yep. Um, what about teeth and uh, killer condom? Same. There aren't any killer condoms in heaven. It was just, I mean, I kind of liked teeth. I thought it was interesting. But both movies were just very traumatizing to witness. Yeah. And like, I just didn't like it. Like, it was just, I agree that it was not a feminist film. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot of like real messed up stuff happening to this like innocent little baby. And you can't stop it because you're watching a movie and it's awful. There were no good men in that film except for her father. You know, I just feel like honestly, it was just it didn't fit in the script. But I feel yeah. like if there were time, there was time, he would have been right in there with it. I, I feel I, like it was also. A, the world that she exists in is absurd that that's how people react and are so confused. That world sounds awful. Like our world is not great, but I would venture to say that it's not the as same. dire as hers was. She or really, really I got dealt a so. bad hand. Yeah, it was a very stressful time. And I'd say all the films we watched were very stressful. The information was very stressful, but like not in the good kind of stressful way. It yeah. was just like, ooh. Killer Condom was just, I, I'm i actually really glad that I stumbled upon it. Oh yeah, I was just, just we you know, watched it. It was just awful. Looking for time. like dangerous sex horror movies. We find the fun, most this fun is, things. Yeah. This is our don't have sex episode, so I had to figure out a reason why you guys can't have sex, and that's why. Uh, either you're going to be raped and there's teeth in there, or you're using contraceptive and you're trying to protect yourself and it eats you. So yeah, either way, castration. Mm-hmm. We watch just like the best stuff for this yeah. podcast. And yeah, you're welcome. It's so you don't have to. So you're welcome. Also, kudos to Amy Hawes for who made the Vagina Dentata song yeah. on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that was fun. It was fun. Uh, I did want to do a shout out over to Joyce Kremer from the Netherlands. He sent us a really sweet email. Yeah, um, I showed my mom. <laughs> yeah, I showed mine too. It you know really made our day. So Joyce, if you're out there, you're listening to this episode, we want to say thank you. We appreciate it. Um, we do put a lot of work in here. Um, so it's good to know that someone is listening, yeah. <laughs> and that they are getting something out of it. I hope this didn't deter you from listening <laughs> further. Uh, our next episode is going to be fun. It will also still scare you um, in regards to sex. But we There'll be some happiness, I yeah. promise, at the end of this tunnel. Uh, but it is, you know, it's February. We're talking about romance gone wrong. We're talking about the dangers of sex. So, you know, we're going to talk about It Follows and some sure other... Sure, my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about some really, really good stuff. So uh, stay tuned for this episode. And definitely, if you haven't already, drop us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a comment. You can email us the way that Joy did, either through our website or you can just shoot us an email at the ghouls uh, ghouls next door at gmail.com yeah please do it made our day i just want to tell everybody yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll show your email to our moms yeah. the moms next door will know yeah moms next door know anytime something good happens <laughs> so thank you for listening uh and don't get married delete your kids don't get married bye where you'll get castrated and then you can't have any kids yeah well i guess yeah. Well, no, it's telling it's telling you to get married because otherwise you get castrated. Oh, right. Yeah, get married, so. then have kids. Ah, oh, dang. Then yeah. they'll eat them. Uh, do you not? Just don't. Just don't have sex because either way, kids get eaten or penises get cut off. So, bye. Yeah, abstinence till you die. Okay, bye. Woo.